Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in the glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Perry Thomas. So nice to be back with you for another Monday morning podcast edition, or whenever you're listening to this, whether you're at home in your car or, I don't know, hiding in the bathroom trying to escape your kids. <laughs> I've done a lot <laughs> of that. You speak from experience. We both speak from experience with that. Literally. So like two locked doors in between us. Um, first off, I want to thank our sponsors, Rock Gym, the OG of gyms, often imitate it, never duplicate it. They are in a new session. Call down there right now. They're in Waterloo. They're the best. And Pixel Labs, the podcast engineer extraordinaires, but that's one of many talents on their list of ways that they can serve you and your business needs, reach out to Zach and crew at Pixel Labs in Cedar Falls. So there's one thing, well, not one thing, there's a thousand we have in common, but one of the things that we have in common, because we're going to dip into the motherhood aspect of uh, motherhood in the glass fishbowl today, and uh, let's talk youth sports. We are (laughs) two moms. We don't have two hours because, or, you know, two days that we could cover all the material in, but we will try to keep it tight and bright and really make some comments that I've been hard and holding in for months, for years. I mean, I want to just start with this. What the hell is wrong with some of you? Like, what's happening? Like, if you want to see, like, how society is right now, go to a youth sporting mm-hmm. event and sit in the bleachers or in the chairs or in the stand, wherever you're and just sit there and listen to some of the comments. It's unbelievable. Totally. It's it, unbelievable. It is. it is. I mean, I... And here's what I will tell you. And I, you and I both have different sort of youth experiences with sports. You were more of a jock, a legit jock. You played basketball and your dad was a girl's coach, right? Boys, boys coach. Yes. Boys coach. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you were, you know, growing up with a coach in your house. And in my case, my dad played college football, yet I was not doing well in my four years of high school volleyball And I did the other sports too, like softball, but I was like a cheerleader in middle school. We've talked about this at five, nine, (laughs) I was a cheerleader towering over some of the boys and girls basketball players. Very bizarre. Was not cut out to be a cheerleader in any respect. However, in high school doing four years of volleyball and being tall, it did not serve me well because I couldn't jump and I just didn't hone my skill. I was more into the drama and newspaper world is where I flourish. So as a contrast, we both now have children that also are very involved in youth sports, but my daughter is more in your range of being a, a jock. I mean, she's a legit athlete as is she's my a son. baller. And- let's for the record say, like, <laughs> let's call it right now. Her daughter, and I don't want to give last names out, you know, because just to protect her, her daughter will be the shining star in Iowa basketball. Like, I'm just saying, I'm calling it out right now. What's the date? You know, like I'm calling it out. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, you're, you're kind. And she is somebody who I'm trying not to pressure because of some of her natural gifts for multiple sports. And this is what is hard now. And you and I have talked about this too, so many times and parents everywhere can relate to this because the world of youth sports is out of control. How do you effectively balance wanting to support and nurture your children that might have athletic talent, interest, and a passion, how do you nurture that without pushing them over the edge into the world of 
complete and utter out of control expectations. I want to share this because you bring up a good point because it's, it's hard to find that fine line of supporting your child and then not becoming um, psycho, like a, like a psycho stage mom. <laughs> I mean, really it is. And I remember my father, my, my dad coached basketball, boys basketball for 25 years. And I remember being a kid and, you know, my brother, sister, and I would all go to his practices. The first night of practice, the first hour was devoted to a meeting with the parents and he brought the parents in. And every year for 25 years, he said the same thing. He said, once your son comes in this door, they're mine. That's it. If you're trying to holler at me or you're trying to coach him from the sidelines, your son won't see that basketball floor. So I'm giving you fair warning right now. I don't want to get a phone call from you asking me about playing time. I don't want to hear you having any negative conversations in front of your son, because if you do, he's going to sit on the end of the bench or he can turn in his jersey. He set those expectations from the jump. And my dad was like, he meant it. And did he, was he liked by every parent? No. Was he liked by every player? No, but he was respected by everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's where we lack. Because let's be honest, most coaches right now, um, our parents, unless you're in a travel league, a most, a lot of travel leagues, um, for instance, like the soccer club here, those are professional coaches. If you're in their premier league, so they hire professional coaches. That's what I prefer because I don't want a parent mm-hmm. because we've all, especially been in- when their kids on the team, it's, 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 it's and that's not what okay. usually happens when their it kid is, is on the team, right. then what, I mean, and I'd, I'd love to say they legit have a passion and they're going to equally help all the players. Some of it is I'm protecting and ensuring my kid gets player plate, you know, gets time on the court. No I mean, parent, be honest. right. No parent should coach their own child You because you can't be unbiased. Now my dad coached me in a summer league and you know, I was always a, the starter. I was always a starting point guard until that summer I played for my dad. And he purposely did not start me. I barely played. So he was like the complete opposite. That's why I can't coach my own children because I would probably be just like my dad. They're not going to play because I don't want anybody like chirping in my ear. The thing is, that's so funny. Like I get intense. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I am some kind of um, choir lady <laughs> like, or, you know, well-behaved <laughs> person on the sidelines. I get intense like at soccer games, especially. And, you know, I'm yelling like, come on, ref, you know, or come on, push it, push it, push it. But I'm never like knocking another player, like another child. We're talking about children. It's like the Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. We're talking about children. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the things that come out of people's mouth. I was in a community recently watching a softball game and this one coach came in hot and was like yelling at our coach for like no reason, like before the game, because our coach asked like a question. And then was just behind the scenes, like negative, negative, negative. And when somebody heard her talking negatively, they we, like they kind of called her out. And she's like, hey, calm down over there, parents. We're just here to have fun. I'm like, wait a minute. You're over there stirring the pot. I can hear you. You know well, what I mean? We can like, have fun just, as long as we win. Yeah, we can have fun <laughs> as long as it's on my terms. And well, they, I mean, like they, they did. They were. It was funny because they were beating us like 10 nothing, And um we had like people on the people on base and then they bring in their like star pitcher. This is one of the most amazing pitchers I've ever seen in my life. Like she's amazing and she threw heat, but I'm like, you guys are winning like nine, nothing. <laughs> like, okay, wow. let's have fun. 
I just, this, it is, this is what I, uh, two observations that I will share that are, that are very troubling about how youth sports has changed when the difference between your dad and our generation and how it is today is, is very simple. And it comes down to that one word that you shared and that is respect. We no longer mm-hmm. respect the whole structure by way of saying a coach, whether volunteer or hired needs to have the authority and be the one to have the final say now, now it's just like this, you know, trophy, everybody gets a trophy world where it's never about, okay, your kid had a bad attitude. That's why they're, they're sitting on the bench. It's always about, well, my kid isn't getting his or her due because we're all sun blind and we think our kid is going to, you know, go pro. And so for me, I think what's been crazy about my whole approach to youth sports that I didn't anticipate is when my son started travel baseball at six years old, I realized instantly how many people and how much, much, you know, the cacophony of all these people you describe from the coach to the teammates, to the parents, to the opposing fans, there are so many voices and jeers and shouts, positive and negative coming at him I Mm. remain silent. I say nothing. And it's so opposite my personality and the person that you know so well. I don't say anything. I never cheer. I I barely clap for any of it. And it's so bizarre Mm -hmm. that I had to adopt that whole position of silence because I refuse to have my children grow up with the memory of me screaming at my son about a baseball pitch or about some play my daughter did on the basketball court, I refuse to have that embedded in their memories. I'm not doing it. And so as a contrast, my husband, who legit knows what he's talking about, having coached baseball for 20 years and played college baseball and then also coached other sports, he does motivate them in a way that they connect with because dad actually knows what he's talking about. You know, me... I just tend to be completely silent and I am literally silent. And it's so weird. If you saw me at one of these youth sporting events, you would be shocked because as you know me, it goes completely against my personality. But I think it's also, do you think it has something to do? You're very well trained. Like you and I are very well trained because we come from that world of everyone's watching us all the time. So if you yell the wrong thing, someone's calling the courier, someone's writing a Facebook post about you. (laughs) Someone's getting that phone out. You're you're absolutely right. Because somebody wants to like bust you. And that's, that's the truth. Like I'm well aware when I go to games that there are eyes on me all the time because I'm so outspoken on everything else. Someone's waiting me for me to do the wrong thing. Like I'm well aware. Yeah. And record it on their phone. I'm well aware. I am like, and I wonder if Dave is the same way. I wonder if your husband's the same way, because for me, like I am, I'm not hard on my children, but I'm a realist. You know, my daughter, her first year playing softball was this year. She's a, her, her sports uh, soccer followed by basketball. She wanted to try, you know, I'm like, just go and play. Like we're in a small district where you can play every single sport. Go and play. Cause I want this to be like the summer of 1985 where I played exactly. every single sport. And know? isn't that great that it's, she's flourishing in I'm proud of her experience. Exactly. I'm so proud of her, but it was funny. A couple of parents, G gets a hit and, um, uh, you know, they over, you know, and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of Gia. She got a double. And I was like, well, she got a single. They overthrew the pitch to first and she took her base. You know what I mean? And they looked at, I remember this woman looked at me, she's like, what? I'm like, well, I just want to be real. Like, I'm not going to inflate her and I'm not, I'm just going to be like, I'm not going to certainly knock her down. I said, I'm proud of you. Good hustle to second, but let's call it what it is. It's not, it's a single. It wasn't a double. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm not that I'm not that chick. I'm not that I'm not that mom. I get my and kids get and, and you're yeah, our kids will be better for it. Right, because that's life. Because it's like it's like you know when uh, when kids come home and for me and it's, you know, you know, mom, I clean my room. Okay, well there's no ticker tape parade. You're supposed mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not like I am, I praise my kids when they get in the room, like, and they get in the car after a game. Did you have fun is the first question I always ask. Did you have fun? You look great. You know? And then they that's say, what do, you, what do you think I can do? That's the, that's the most important thing because I don't want my children being carried on a parade float because of their feet never touch the ground growing up because they are held to this. Oh my God, they're such, they're such good athletes. If their feet never touch the ground, they're going to be unbearable and impossible to coach in life. Mm-hmm. They will refuse to be totally. like coachable. And so that's, that's what that's what's lacking these days like then it was different when you and I were growing up. Oh, absolutely. And and this is another thing that I want to share with parents that you might want to consider having this conversation from the time both of our kids, you know, all of our kids were young. They knew that we had interest in sports and that we've played or in, in the case of my husband coach. And so is it a foregone conclusion? Your kids are going to be athletes. No, especially in my case where I, like I said, was, I played, but that was back when we could all play, even if we sucked. Right. And now right. they're picking quarterbacks in third grade in some school districts. Yes. So for me, it was just something that sort of evolved over the last year where I realized that here I have a daughter who's playing in three sports and doing conceivably well in the minds of some people and, or in some of the competitions. And so I just said, I have to have this conversation with her. You know what I told her? I said, Charlotte, I said, I want you to know that daddy and I are, you know, so proud of you. And we're happy that you have done well in these sports. And obviously it's, it's a huge time commitment because as you know, and as you described nowadays with kids playing multiple sports or being involved in, in high level, even high school sports, especially in larger districts, you have to supplement that school team with a travel team to be able to play at that mm-hmm. level. And so it's a huge sacrifice. It's a lot of money and time on the part of the families. And I just said to her, Daddy and I do not expect you to get an athletic scholarship. This is not about me thinking that, guess what? Because my kid can throw a ball through a hoop or they can, you know, do whatever on the field, that that's going to be my ticket to not have to pay for college. I mean, no. And I right. and I made it clear to her from the time she was born. Your dad and I have set money aside and been saving money methodically to be able to pay for your college education, not expecting it's going to be a sports scholarship that saves us all. I mean, and and I, you know, not knocking families that are financially strapped that really are hopeful about those athletic scholarships. But can you imagine, think about the pressure that's on these kids. So right now, my daughter has some teammates that are a year older than her who are phenomenal, like national attention level players. And one of her teammates who's going into 10th grade has already been offered scholarships from Iowa State and Washington State for basketball. Oh my goodness. And I love the, the child and she's a great student athlete, but I also am concerned for all of these girls about, and boys for that matter as well, the pressure. Mm-hmm that is now on them because imagine going into 10th grade and you're already being clocked by D1 coaches 
in everything you do and every move you make and your transcript and your grades are constantly being monitored by coaches. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. And you can't be a kid because, you know, you just can't be a kid. I mean, everything, that's why I'm against, and this is this, you know, I'm a hypocrite because my, you know, my oldest two play soccer. They play club soccer. Right. High level soccer. Yeah. And they play all year round, all year round. It goes, you know, once it starts snowing, it gets cold and they move to indoor. I'm a hypocrite because it's, when did we get to this point mm-hmm. and who are we really doing it for? Are we doing it for them or are we really doing it for ourselves? Are we doing it to say, Hey, my, you know, my kid's on this team. My kid's, a, I mean, and I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I do it too. It's my thing is I just wish parents like, let's enjoy the moment. Like that's have, when was the last time anybody has asked their child, are you having fun? Mm-hmm. Do you like this? Because once it starts, like, you know, I put my son, he tried baseball and he was like, I don't really want to play baseball, mom. I like, you know, basketball and I like soccer. No, just try it. Try it. Mom, I really don't want to. No, you're going to try it because I'm thinking, well, everybody else is age is playing baseball. Why doesn't he want to play baseball? And he didn't like it. And he came home and his shoulders were down the one day. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? I said, don't you feel well? He's like, I just don't like baseball. He's like, I'm not good. And I'm, and again, I was like, no, you just, you just have to practice more. It's because you're just trying something new. He's like, mom, I don't like it. And then like, you know, finally my husband's like, Amanda, just stop talking and listen to him. We don't have to do everything that we think that we're supposed to for society or exactly because our neighbor is doing it or our good friend is doing it. It's just, let we're them, all guilty of that. We all we can't are, help to naturally compare and contrast. And, and we do, yes. and then, like you said, vicariously live through our kids. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that's like, wow, this is awesome that I have a daughter who actually does well in athletics since I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think the same thing when I see like Gia run up and down, like, you know, the soccer field. And I was like, I am winded just standing here watching you. I was not like, people are like, your daughter's so fast. Well, she didn't get it from me because I had a lead backside. <laughs> I can throat punch same people. Here. That's why. But it's just, you know, it's, I get things get intense, but like we literally are, our, our kids are watching. And I know, you know, some people listen to this, be like, all right, knock it out. Like, you know, but it's, it's asinine. Some of the stuff that happens at these um, games and think about how oh. intense people get. And it's at the end of the day, does it matter what a score is at like a 10 year old baseball game? I mean, no, does it matter? Like, what is that? crazy. What and I mean, do? you talk about the literal impact on kids. I have all just in the past month, my daughter's had a travel basketball tournament every weekend. And I have to take her like clockwork to the chiropractor the following Monday, because she is literally beat up. I mean, thrown Mm -hmm. into chairs, fighting for balls where she tweaks a shoulder. And you know, you play basketball, that is a rough sport. And she's 14. She's 14. So you at what cost? And so I did, and I'm so glad you said that about just how we need to sort of mentally check ourselves and reevaluate our feelings. I had an epiphany at the basketball tournament this past weekend, and I was watching her, you know, running up and down the court, killing herself. And I thought to myself at that moment, she's 14. She -hmm. has four years under our roof of, to finish her education in high school. When that four years is up, and she, you know, we send her out into the world to fly. We, she leaves the nest, hopefully. Will I even care about 
her performance and sport and how that's going to impact her future. And I thought, no, because Mm -mm. even if she had an opportunity to play at the college level in any of the sports that she's currently pursuing, that might not be the best university for her to pursue the course of study and the academic side of what she wants to do with her career. And so it just, it just hit me really, Amanda, it hit me. And I said, (laughs) what are you, how are you even thinking about her long-term, you know, sort of goals and opportunities. And I had to check myself and say, you know what, sports may not be a part of that equation. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, this is not the end all be all for a child to grow into an adult and have a fulfilling existence. You hit it, right? Like, I know I always say this on here, but you just hit the nail on the head and good for you that much. That That's why you're such a good mom, because it's, the moment our kids aren't having fun, we don't want our kids to look back. Playing sports like this, especially year round, it becomes a job. They're too young. Mm-hmm. They're too young. I used to tell, I told Gia the other day, um, she asked me, she's like, what's your favorite sport? And I said, well, you know, I love basketball. I said, but softball became my fun sport when I was a kid because I just didn't care. Like I went, I literally went outside to pl- just have fun. I mean, we had a good team. And I was, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh my God, I was like, you know, awesome. But I was a good, I was a good athlete. But softball was so fun because there was no pressure. There was no pressure to be the best or nobody was watching and nobody cared and nobody was like talking to me like, oh, you got to get better. And what about your summer league? It was just, you know, every summer I got my bat, got my glove. And for a few months in the summertime, I played outside and I played a sport. And that's what in my, you know, I remember getting in the car. My dad's like, did you have fun? No one ever asked me that when I was playing basketball. Cause the second, because that was my serious sport. So the moment I'd get in the car, it would be like, you know, you missed this shot, that pass, that was a bad pass. You know what I mean? It was like a job and these kids are way too young for this because let's be honest, the majority of young athletes do not get a college scholarship. That's right. And and that is okay. It's like a ridiculous, like, I think it's like, what is it? Like 3% or something crazy. Like it's very, very low. It's great to believe in your kids, but check yourself. Is it your dream and you're living vicariously through them because you didn't do it? Is that why you're so hype at the game? I mean, it's... And this is the story we can end on that abruptly ended my softball career in seventh grade. And this is what happened to my son. He had an injury. Hopefully in his case, he he won't be afraid to go back to a sport he loves. But I'll tell you what, when I was shagging balls for a pitcher (laughs) in seventh grade softball, and everyone screamed my name. And I look up and coming from an adjacent practice field, our best hitter had hit a foul ball line drive toward said field where I was shaking balls. And when they all screamed my name and I looked up, a line drive softball was three feet from my face. It plowed into my nose, breaking it and literally shooting blood all over the blacktop of the playground. And for the rest of seventh grade, I had black eyes and for two weeks had to wear a plaster shaped T cast taped onto my my face where everyone said T for Tara when I had a T shaped plaster cast on my nose. And it was the day before school pictures. And I look horrible in the school picture. And let me tell you, I never stepped on a softball field again. So parents need to understand. And you described it so well it is like a job for some of these kids and they may not even enjoy it. And some people might not accept that in an instant, like that line Mm -hmm. drive softball that broke my nose, your child's enjoyment and excitement about the game could be over. So prepare 
for the emotional shift where it's not about you, mom and dad. It's actually what the kid wants to pursue. And they may, they may drop out. They may say, this is not what I want to do for the next five years. I want to be a kid and have a life. That's exactly, that's a great point to end on. Make it about your kids. Make it a great work week. <laughs>